Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast with your host, Charles. Enjoy. Welcome to episode eight of the Crypto Entrepreneurs Podcast. I'm your host, the Crypto Guy, and we're here today with Crypto Blakely. Uh, how you doing today, man? Oh, I'm living the dream. Living the dream, my dude. That is really good to hear. Um, so before we really jump into uh, you know your business ventures and stuff, can you just give us a little background on yourself? You know what you were doing before crypto, and then what got you involved in the crypto space? What drew you towards it? Absolutely, absolutely. So <laughs> I have a little bit of a different story than most people. Um, back in 2010. I uh, had heard about cryptocurrency. I, I knew about Bitcoin in general, and and I wanted to buy some, right? And I had about a hundred dollars. I was a, a poor a poor college student at the time, right? Everybody, most people know what that feels like. And I wanted to put all that money into Bitcoin. I knew how to buy it. I had the money in hand. I was ready to go. Uh, I, I made the mistake of asking some of my friends that I guess now those same people aren't aren't so close to me anymore. Um, but I asked them, I said, you know, I want to buy this internet money. I, I think it's going to go places. Even if it doesn't go anywhere price-wise, I want to be part of the technology. I want to be part of this movement because at the time, nobody knew about it. And I felt like, you know, I wanted to do it. Um, anyway, they told me it was stupid and that that's not going anywhere and that, that it, you know, some kind of scam. And so instead I bought, uh, I hate to say this on a podcast, but I bought um, uh, a bunch of cheeseburgers and vodka. And uh, <laughs> uh, that, I don't even, I, that was the dumbest mistake of my life. Anyway, fast forward a, a good handful of years later, I had graduated with my uh, bachelor's of science in medical laboratory science and I was analyzing body fluid the southeastern United States. So, you know, hematopoietic process and like different uh, tissues and whatever. Nobody really cares here listening to this podcast what that specifically means, but <laughs> that's what I was doing. And, like, get and to I, the business, <laughs> get to the crypto. Exactly, exactly. So, so after a while, I got my master's in business and I did some marketing and uh, I was still in the lab and I was still working. And I decided, you know, I, I, during the whole buildup of, uh, oh, what was it, December 2017, um, right before that, November and a little bit before that, I, I was watching everybody talk about Bitcoin and Ethereum and Litecoin and all this crazy stuff. And everybody, just people, just, you know, uh, without better words, normies were talking about cryptocurrency. And and I was sitting in the lab and I, and I thought to myself, you know, this time I'm going to do it. This time I'm going to do it. And so I was working in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina at the time. And uh, I found, finally, after reaching out to about two, three hundred people, I found one guy, and I was like, "Listen, I will work for you. I, I want to work for you. I don't care if I get don't get paid. I, I'm already working a job. I work 40 hours, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then Monday morning I could be all yours, and I could work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and even into Friday, and 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 I just do that. So I did that for two, three months, um, uh, getting paid almost nothing. In the beginning, actually, I was paid nothing, and uh, just to be, get into the door, just to try and get into it." And now, um, uh, after all that time, and I'm still working with that one guy, his name is Jean-Francois, Jean-Francois Hot, um, one of my favorite dudes in the space. Uh, uh, he gave me a lot of opportunity and gave me a lot of uh, chances to prove myself. And now we're running CryptoInsider.com, um, which is a you know, news media specific for cryptocurrency. We try to pride ourselves on being the least biased. Um, obviously, when anyone writes something, they're intrinsically biased. They can't help it, but we're not bought or paid for. Um, and so that, that's really, that's really my story. <laughs> okay. So yeah, a little bit different than a lot of the stories that I've heard where, you know, they, they hear about Bitcoin and then soon after they buy it or, you know, they buy it to use it online. This was, you bought it. 
or you thought about buying it were persuaded not to and then many years later realized that you probably had made one of the bigger mistakes in your life i hate to say that <laughs> it is exactly <laughs> and I've, I've calculated that number a handful of times at one point it would have been well over a million yeah. usd equivalent and it was just it was just really that was a hard pill to take okay so just to recap you know with the whole buying later on and then with you know breaking into the industry to actually work you were originally working for free so for all of our listeners out there who were kind of trying to figure out how they can break into this space reach out to people you're gonna have to put the effort in you know we had Blakely here working for free and he still now has this relationship that he had started a while back you know over a year ago so those are just two key key points you know, you kind of slightly touched on Crypto Insider. Why don't you really dig into the details? Tell us what Crypto Insider is all about, why you started it. Give us everything. Oh, man, absolutely. I'd love to. So Crypto Insider kind of came about when we decided, you know, we wanted to see better news in this space. A lot of the time, and I can only speak in generalities here because I don't want to call out any specific news agencies here, but a lot of the times when, when you go and you try to search something through Google or maybe, you know, use DuckDuckGo or whatever search engine you use, you try to find something about what you're looking for. Let's just take, for instance, I'm just going to say XRP or Ripple or whatever they're calling themselves these days. Um, you, you type that into to Google and you're going to find why, you know, uh, maybe if you type it in right now, it'd probably say something like uh, XRP eyes $50 per coin price. And that's obviously not true. That, that's, that's, that's a clickbait article run by who knows who, and, and that's rampant in our industry. Um, so what we wanted to do is we wanted to create something with what you really want to read, the real facts. It might be a little dry at times, but at this, by the same token, it's at least accurate as can be. It's not bought, it's not paid for, it's not run by a shill network. It's information that could be helpful to the person that's reading it and not just some stuff they might want to hear because they hold large sums of the coin. So that's really why we started it, uh, you know, and plus the whole idea of cryptocurrency, well, the majority of cryptocurrencies are all about decentralization, taking power out of the hands of like one specific group and then giving everybody some amount of say in whatever goes on, right? Well, in the news media industry, that's really not the case. Um, if, if anyone looks up uh, your news groups, you'll see that a good handful of the news that we, we digest on a daily basis from the crypto industry comes from one or two groups, one or two companies. And um, that's something that we wanted to set out and really challenge. Um, it, it's, it's been very hard to do. Um, you know, even though we're, we're, we've crested over 100,000 readers a month, we, we still have a lot of ground to cover. Um, you know, with uh, places like, uh, let me think, I think Coindesk or, Coindesk or Cointelegraph are touching 6.5 million a month. So we've got a lot of, uh, a lot of room to grow, <laughs> and it's intimidating. It really can be um, when we're trying to uh, provide news that isn't purely clickbait. So you touched on the fact that uh, one of the big reasons for creating Crypto Insider is to kind of, one, give unbiased opinion, not opinion, sorry, unbiased news, um, and then second, to kind of decentralize the media outlets that there are. You know, you mentioned the two big ones, Cointelegraph and Coindesk. Can you speak on how you're doing things differently than them in regards to, you said, this kind of decentralization of the news? Sure, sure, sure. So um, if I remember right, and I can't even remember the name, so that that's upsetting, but 
Um, there's a lot of control in our media. Uh, right now, if I was to make a real world, regular world where anyone else could understand kind of example, um, most of the media is run by like an equivalence of what Viacom does on our normal like news media. Um, so you have one group of people that kind of say, we need to talk about this. And you can see that a lot of times in like the breaking news. If you keep, um, like if you set up an RSS feed through even, you know, Coindesk, Cointelegraph, you know, just make a list of, of the major groups and then see they, they all fall in line. They all fall in line. They more or less use the same verbiage. Um, and the reason for that, I believe, and I, I can't substantiate this, so, you know, I just want everyone to know that this is just my opinion on the matter. Um, the news is kind of controlled by a group. Um, and what we want to do is we want to provide people with different opinions and different views and different different ways of seeing the actual facts. So if you look at Crypto Insider, you'll see that it's a little bit different. It's because we don't tell everyone, hey, you need to write about this, and this is the way you need to write about it. Um, the pieces are, are created generally by the direction of the writer. And so the writer says, you know, we have this, we would like to cover this, and, and we'd like to cover it in this way. We say, all right, hey, as long as it's factual and it's correct and it's sourced, I'm happy. Um, and I think that that might be a little bit different on how it's done now, because like I said, we, we see common, commonly, you know, popular articles that say nonsense. Like, like I said, XRP eyes the, for, the $50 price. It's nowhere near $50. Why even post? Why even publish that? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that it won't. I'm just saying that right now it's it's not a reasonable thing to assume. <laughs> it, it'll bring in the views, that's for sure. Bring in the views, and, and it'll it'll be shared. And you know, sadly, the psychology is most people read the title, and and that's it. They read the title, they'll share it, they'll talk about their friend, talk to their friends about it. it, perpetuates its own thing. Yeah. So I mean, that that's that's really why we got into the business, and and. It, it can be hard. It can be hard. Could I go out tomorrow and publish an article? Um, you know, and I, I got to say this, I love Tron. I do. I, I love Tron. I hold Tron. But I won't publish a positive uh, story on Tron from myself because I feel like that's against that, – that shouldn't be a thing that happens. My own personal holdings and my own personal opinion should not affect what people talk about on our platform. And that's the biggest thing right there, right there for me. Yeah, definitely. So you you spoke about your writers and how they kind of present you guys with articles and they say and you say, you know, as long as it's unbiased and factual, uh, you're good to post it. So how do you guys find your writers? What do you guys do for your writers? How are they sourced? Sure. So the sourcing is actually um, a little helter skelter. Uh, when we first started, we really looked in and we said, you know, we want these kind of people. We want to find these specific individuals. And that's when we were more active. We were active in looking in, um, you know, Reddit forums. We were active in Facebook. We were active in Twitter. We were active at looking at freelancers on um, Upwork.com. We were doing all the normal things that people do when they're actively searching out riders. Um, that was what we did in the beginning. We found people that were passionate um, at the at the in the beginning, and even up to now, our budget isn't huge, so it's not like we can offer you know uh, peak 2017 prices on writing pieces, right? Because uh, I don't know if you know this, but at one point, people were being paid two to five to seven hundred dollars an article. Um, wow. You know, it, yeah, it's nuts. Uh, now uh, our standard is anywhere between 25 and maybe 150 USD per post. And what we tried to do in the beginning was find people that were passionate, that were energetic, and they were knowledgeable. And um, one of my uh, one of my writers that have been with us since the beginning, Vlad Kostea, he is he is exactly what we were looking for when it came to someone that could write and edit and produce things that were you know not affected by his own personal belief. Um, you know, so that was what we started with. Now, 
it's a little bit different because we um, we actually get so many people interested in writing. Right now, my queue in the writer's queue that we have a little link that says, you know, write for us, yada, yada, yada. We have over 90-something applications. And so now we've got people just wanting to write for us. We don't have to go out and look for them. They're looking for us, which is really great. And that's only happened in the last couple of months um, where we don't have to continually, you know, try to fill the funnel because, as you know, um, a lot of the writers write for multiple platforms. And so what could end up happening is, you know, you have to keep filling the, the group because either, you know, they decide, well, they don't want to write anymore or, you know, they, they found something else. One of our writers is still writing for us and he also writes for Forbes. Like there's, there's a lot of really cool stuff in this space. And, and if we continue to work forward and continue to keep the passionate, energetic, knowledgeable people, then I don't, I don't think that we should have any problem reaching uh, the heights of Coindesk or Cointelegraph. Sounds like you guys have kind of progressed from that almost startup outlet to kind of a more mature media outlet where you've got writers who are actually coming to you. Um, the reason I originally asked the question was that, you know, a lot of these listeners, they're going to be looking for work, any kind of business that they can kind of start up. So I always like to ask if you're okay with people reaching out. Oh, absolutely. If, it, if anyone wants to reach out to me or anybody on the staff, absolutely. I am open to almost anything. I have, I, people make fun of me because I'll even answer the phone to people that are just telemarketers and I'll just have a conversation with them. You know, whether or not we do business or not, I, I will talk to you and we can talk about your day. We can talk about your product. We can talk about your service. I don't care. As long as I've got the time to do it, I am happy as a clam to talk and, and to, to see what you're about. And so, yeah, if, if you're out there and you're interested in working with us or have a product that you want to talk with to us about, absolutely. Yeah, don't even hesitate. Reach out and, and uh, you know, within 24 hours, I'll be, me or someone on the team will be reaching back out to you. It's absolutely fine by me. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, that's kind of where I was going with that one. So it's awesome that you're very open and accepting of that. Now, circling back to CryptoInsider.com. To start up something like this and to go up against the giants like Cointelegraph, Coindesk, those kinds of those kinds of sites, it must have been tough to start. So can you kind of get into the nitty gritty of starting at zero and working your way up to six figure monthly viewers? Man, okay. So let me go ahead and let everybody know that's listening to this, thinking you know, it, with, with like a, a a half thought, thinking I should start a media outlet. Let me go ahead and be 100% transparent. Unless you're willing to put in the hours, and I'm not talking like a nine to five. I mean, like you wake up at nine, eight, seven o'clock in the morning, and you're not done until four in the morning the next day. Like, and you're still working. Um, I don't recommend it. Um, when I first started, I thought, you know, this is going to be easy. We'll get in here. We'll write some articles. We'll get a nice team together, and we'll have a website, and everyone will want to read it. That that was not the case. Uh, there were many many nights where I remember, you know, holding my face, thinking like, "What is wrong?" You know, like things you wouldn't even think about, like um, maybe an API ticker for the Bitcoin price just stops working, or maybe it just duplicates four or five times all across your website. And and it's not that we we are you know like uh you know we don't have a development team. We have two guys that all they do is make sure the website works and provide like updates, stuff like that. Or someone has. Um, a serious issue with their family, which, you know, we work with, but it's like, you know, you really expected a certain piece to be ready at a certain time. And so someone else has to take that place. And oftentimes it's me or, you know, maybe one of the other editors. And it's like, you think, okay, these people just write articles. Well, I write a little bit. I could do that. 
Definitely. You definitely could. But there are going to be so many roadblocks in the way, you know, just from. OK, so let's just let's just I'm, let's just switch roles here. In the very beginning, it was very, very hard to get the news out. Something that a lot of people don't realize is that um, Reddit is in, is very, 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 very hard to get your news uh, even published on Reddit. Uh, it would just, you know, say subreddit or cryptocurrency. Um, if you post there and you're not compl- like active all the time. Maybe one out of your ten uh, links could be one your media link. You'll be banned. There will not be. Uh, there's not a, a question. They don't reply. They just they just ban you. You get outright banned. And so now you're banned, and now you can't share at one of the largest uh, subreddits uh, about cryptocurrency. And even though if it's even though it's completely pertinent to the to that specific case. So to the people out there that are looking to start a media outlet, I wish you the best of luck. But unless you are a glutton for punishment like I am, I I, I, I if you are welcoming of challenges, go go do it. Get out there and make it happen. I don't want to stop anybody from pursuing something that they're interested in. But let me tell you, this entire project has been harder than most things I've done in my life. And, um, you know, I'm glad to be here. I'm happy to be here. and I'm happy to be challenged. But let me tell you, it's very, very difficult. <laughs> you have to deal with so many different personality types and they all get mixed up. And it's not just the writers or the editors. It's your viewer base. Like uh, you could write the best article in the world and you're still going to get hate mail about it. It doesn't matter what you do. Um, but if you've got thick skin and an interest to be challenged and you're interested in competition, then this is the field to be in. You said it's a very tough experience, which we all probably new going into it because you're trying to take on again these media giants so be prepared for extremely long hours you know you kind of have to be prepared for anything you can plan and plan and plan but that doesn't matter at the end of the day things happen and you're gonna have to deal with them on the fly you know you also talked about reddit and being extremely engaged on reddit that's a great way to get your news out so if you can get on reddit and you are able to keep yourself from being banned and then lastly, you kind of mentioned that you need to have thick skin because you're going to get hate no matter what you're posting. So all wonderful tips. I kind of want to go a little bit deeper than that, to be honest with you, because I think for the readers who are interested in this endeavor, these are some great tips, but I, I don't know if it's enough for them. Um, sure, yeah. Let yeah me, let, I don't know uh, if you can, if you've got, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, like, no, I'm, let's go, do it. Go let's into, do it. You so. know, go into setting up your website. <laughs> go into marketing on Facebook, you know, other forms of social media. Go into hiring. Go into go into all of it. You know, I, f- I feel like the people who are interested in this episode and interested in getting a website up and running, uh, especially that one that pertains to news, they want to hear it all. Absolutely. Well, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Okay, so the first thing you're going to want to do, and it's the easiest thing to do, is get your domain name. Um, You'll find that most cryptocurrency names are taken, so you're going to have to work with like a .agency or .world or .us or .io. You know, most people, that's how they do it. Um, So that's your number one. Number two, make sure that your name is not internationally trademarked. That is one of the biggest things that people forget to do. And, you know, we have an international trademark on Crypto Insider. We haven't pursued anybody but one group. But at the same time, it's it's just an annoyance. Don't just check it. Check. Go to. Um, there's an international database you can check just to make sure you're not. You know, to a year down the road when you're successful, some no nothing website comes back and takes your name and your brand. Don't do that. So just check that. Um, and then get your domain. After that, you need to decide: Are you going to go the Wix route, like how VCH uh, did, or are you going to go with a Weebly, or do you just want to make your own website? Uh, what we've done is we've created a website on the WordPress platform. 
Um, so you know that that's really a great platform to use. It is a lot of uh, a lot of people use it, so there's not a, there's not like a huge number of bugs, and you don't need like a specialist, you know, to constantly be on it all the time trying to fix things. Um, and it's easy to move. So um, I, I would recommend dealing with your domain, figure out your name, figure out your brand, and then work on your website. Um, find a good platform. Like I said, WordPress is probably the best one in my opinion. It's easiest to work with. It's also the easiest to get writers on domain, you've got your website, you've got your platform, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to figure out what type of news you want to create. Is it going to be op-eds? Is it going to be news? Is it going to be, um, is it going to be like uh, regulation? Like, uh, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but once you really start ramping up, it gets to be a lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of problems because, you know, if you're a, an op-ed type agency, but you also want to, <clears throat> you didn't think about it, but now you want to do news, well, your team's not used to that. Your team's not used to hearing something drop, you you know, on a breaking news piece, and then creating an article and publishing it. So you have to, at that point, rebrand every, you know, recreate your team or reorganize your team. So really figuring out what type of news you want to deliver, whether that's one thing or it's multiple things, team to be specific to those things. Like we have an op-ed team, we have a, a, a breaking news team, we have a team that deals with regulation, we have a guy that works with uh, stock prices and how it correlates with crypto. We've got a lot of things, but those were all planned things. Um, so that that's that's those are all very important. Once you get all that done, you can start writing your articles. Um, uh, you know, you write an article between three and three hundred words and twelve hundred words. Uh, we found that like seven hundred is nice. You know, as long as I think it's over, I think it's I think the limit for Google is it has to be greater than three hundred words for it to be positive for SEO. So that's important. There's a lot of really important things here to take into account. And the marketing side, now that's where things get a little bit weird. Because in cryptocurrency, as most people at this point know, the, the, the ads platform across like Google and Facebook and Twitter, um, a lot of them are hard to advertise like a paid campaign. So what you have to do is you have to take it upon yourselves. What we do is our writers, um, when they write a piece, they'll share it on social media. And then we try to support them by also sharing it and trying to get people interested and putting it in specific categories. So if you write a, if you write a piece about, about Ethereum, and maybe it's about Constantinople and how it's been delayed. We would take that piece and then we would put it into like a, a basically like a social, a social cue. And what that means, be shared, it's published, let's get it out there. And so those get placed in places like, uh, you know, the, the R subreddit for Ethereum. It'll get placed in groups on Facebook that talk about crypto. It'll be placed in specific Ethereum groups. It'll go to Bitcoin Talk. It'll go all over the place, as many places as we can put it. And we do our best to try and make that happen. All of this stuff, as easy as it sounds, as easy as making, I, I, I can't even explain how much frustration can come from trying to write one article when there's like uh, 10 to 15 different hands around you touching it. Um, so um, I think that pretty well sums up like the like down and dirty version of how to get um, a, a media site up and running. Because at that point, it's really just create, 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 create. We have over 700 articles on Crypto Insider. Um, and, and really, at the end of the day, the majority of our traffic comes from search, and it comes from uh, direct on, um, uh, believe it or not, the news aggregator, Crypto Panic. Uh, when you're a news media, I would also, something I completely forgot to mention, get listed on um, news aggregation services. If you're able to get on Crypto Panic and your cryptocurrency group, you'll see good traffic coming from there. Um, 
something that we've been eyeing for a while is Trading View. Trading View is really great because those are people with skin in the game. They've got money in the markets and they're trying to get that news as fast as possible. And so they'll see the, they'll see the, the headline, but unlike most people, they'll click on it and they'll read it real quick because that is their money. People will see the link, okay, well that's something fun to talk about, and they'll see the headline and that's the end of it. They'll act like they know what they're talking about, and they'll say XRP is going to hit fifty dollars. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> you know, you uh, you you've got a lot to think about. There's a lot going on, but I think that that if you were able to absorb all that information, that'd get you, you know, fairly close to where you need to be. Yeah, I mean, you went over a ton there. I know anyone who's listening is going to need to go back and listen to that at least a couple times. I'm just going to kind of breeze through what you said. Um, So, you know, you want to start with creating your brand. Check that the trademarks are in line, that you're not going to get someone coming and suing you or stealing your brand. Create your website. Create your team. Start writing articles. Market along the way. And really, that means doing a lot of grassroots marketing. You can't just throw out ads um, willy-nilly. A lot of the sites won't allow it. So... I think that was perfect. I really appreciate you walking through all of that, and I know our viewers and listeners will as well. I mean, I feel like I could go start a news site tomorrow if I wanted to. (laughs) Hey, man, you can. You can. It's uh, it's it's well within your reach, and really anybody can. Um, I want to do a quick little shout out to uh, CTMZ, uh, the guys with Crypto Euclid in the in that group, uh, producer in them. I just wanted to say that they're doing some really cool stuff, and uh, you know I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> I'm I'm really liking what I've seen so far. It's hilarious. Okay, so moving on, what are you most fired up for in 2019? For the the year of 2019. The, the short term right now tomorrow i think the nitron conference happens and i think um kobe bryant is going to be one of the keynote speakers right yeah. um and i i am so i am looking forward to seeing what comes out of that conference i'm looking forward to seeing uh what justin sun says about the btt token that came out for uh for uh the BitTorrent, BitTorrent site yeah yes and there's so many things right there that ha- that's going to happen like within the next 24 48 72 hours like there's a lot of information that should come out of that i'm looking forward to seeing what that does with price and yada 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 Moving forward, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what happens with the uh, John Carvello and uh, Roger Ver fight for Bitcoin.com because I'm curious to see what Roger Ver does. Cause I, he, I, I like him, and I, I keep saying his wrong name wrong, Roger Ver, but we'll see. He is such a wild card. You know, I I still don't know how I feel about the man, but he's entertaining to say the least. Well, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. And, you know, he, he, made, he made some pretty good points about the larger block size, but you know, I mean, at the same time, like larger block size causes a lot more orphan blocks. There's a lot of a lot of stuff that goes against that that does, we don't have enough time for to talk about here today. But you're right, 100% wild card. I'm looking forward to seeing what comes of it. <laughs> Extremely. And then just to finally kind of wrap things up, I know you've dropped a ton of gems. There's been insight after insight after insight that you've dropped. But say you have to start over tomorrow. No sight, no nothing. What's the first thing that you would do? Thing I would do, don't be afraid to to get out there and work, even if it's not at the price you want. I left a cushy job getting paid between anywhere, any contract between 70 and 90K. And if you're not willing to get out there and, and, and really push on it, then really at the end of the day, then you might not even you might not even you shouldn't even be here if you're not re- willing to put in the effort and really work hard and you believe in the ideology and you believe in the future of what this all could do 
then at the end of the day, maybe you should, you should quit. But the biggest thing for me to give to everyone else is to say, get out there, do what you think is right, and do it to the best ability that you can. And if that means pulling 12-hour days and 14-hour days and getting out there and really grinding hard, then that's what it means. And you've got to do that. Um, if I hadn't done that kind of work, then I would, wouldn't even be here talking to you today. I feel like so many people are, one, scared to leave their job to pursue any kind of crypto business. And I know that's a big thing in all industries, so that's not something I really want to dive too deep in on. Oh, no, but tell me to work two jobs. Work two jobs. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Work harder. Don't think that things are just going to fall into your lap. I know a lot of people made a lot of money in crypto and did very little. But I think those days are kind of behind us. I, I mean, I think we will still see huge gains um, with regards to prices. But I think that if you want to make a name for yourself in this space and you want to carve out your little piece of the pie, you're going to have to work for it. If you're not working a real job, put in eight hour days, you know, put eight hour days into your business. If you're working a job, work a couple hours after work every day and, and really get it done. So I love that you were willing to really put in those hours. And as we can see, you've now got a site with over 100,000 monthly viewers. Um, so it re really, you have something to show for it, which is awesome. And you know, everybody's, everybody has a half chance, right? So you, know, you might go out and you might work hard, you'll put in all the effort and it might not work out. Well, don't quit, take a couple of days, feel bad, feel sorry for yourself, and then do it again and do something else and try again. Because every time you try again, your chances improve of succeeding. So get out there, don't get discouraged. And if you do, take a little bit of time, but don't quit. Continue pushing forward, continue following what you want to do. And at the end of the day, it should everything should work out. And as a little joke to our listeners, what he's really telling you is that you need to hit him up and write for him for free. Hey, hey, I'm looking at you. All right, man. I uh, I really appreciate you sitting down and talking with us. I know our listeners are going to really love this episode. All right, guys, that wraps up another episode. And I just want to take a quick second to ask you a huge favor. If you found anything in the episode helpful or it's been inspiring to you in any way, I just ask that you share it with your friends, family, anyone you know on social media, um, and hopefully we can help them out as well. Have a good one.